into Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Kim Yu's. I'm Theo Kita. I'm Drama Geek. I'm Kira the Monkey. And I'm Key Drama Jen. Don't forget that we do have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode that we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. It's a great place to chat with us about recent dramas and what we're watching. The link is in our show notes. So today we're talking about the thing that we're most excited when it comes to the K-drama world. At least I think I can speak for all of us. (laughs) We are all watching it together. Facebook or Netflix partying it up. So we are talking about The King Eternal Monarch. And this is going to be episode one through seven because today is the day that air air the eight airs. And uh, we haven't watched it yet. So we're going to be covering one through seven and we'll continue to cover the rest of the drama in other podcasts. So that is what we were talking about today. And as always, we start with the question, why did we choose to watch this drama? I chose to watch it for the reason I always choose to watch stuff. Peer pressure. (laughs) Peer pressure is the I just remember that the buzz started on this, and the next thing I knew, I was like, ooh, ooh, who's in it? What? Ooh, mm. yeah, I'm watching that. Well, and I was I was going to say peer pressure, too, but now I'm just a copycat. Yes, the peers that I'm currently talking to. <clears throat> anyway. No, I also, I was drawn in by the visuals, just the fantasy element of it that they put in the trailer. So I was just like, this looks interesting. And I haven't seen Eamon Ho since um, I watched Airs a while back. And so to see him not in fuzzy sweaters right there, I'm like, yeah, I gotta see where this is gonna go. And I chose to watch this because um, the double whammy of Eamon Ho in his deep knees which Kim Yus will back me up on this. And Juan, <laughs> who is really quickly climbing to the top of my menagerie list. Um, just, uh, I loved him in my country. I loved him in Save Me. I just, he's, uh, and in this, we get double Do Juan. So, um, yep, I signed up right away when I saw that this was coming. It just, Also, the trailers were just really intriguing, Um, and it's been a while since we've had this kind of a feel of an epic, what could be an epic sort of um, fantasy-type drama, so uh, Korean drama. So I was excited, and that's why I signed up. Ditto on everybody else. Now, um, with this writer, I always have to at least try it out, because um, I have the reaction that a lot of people do. You either just love her dramas or you just don't like them and think they're boring. So you've got to at least try it out and see, is this going to be another goblin where I'm, I'm loving it and like Mr. Sunshine, which was also really cool. Or is it some, you know, airs <laughs> or some, or something else that, but so I, you know, and then when they started announcing all the cast members, I was like, okay, could she redeem? It's the same writer that, maybe not necessarily like him, but I wanted to see, can I watch a Eamon Ho drama and like him again? And then of course, Udo Wan or Do Wan. I just definitely wanted to see him in uh, and see what bromance she could put him in. Cause this off is writer, no matter what, she's always good at bromances. So that was why I wanted to watch. All right. So speaking of Eamon Ho, how is he doing his King Egon? And I have to say, I'm liking the calm, confident, really intelligent king. He's just, I think he's doing an amazing job. And also his posture is like top notch. (laughs) Did you say King Muse? No, I left myself out because I figured I'd say the exact same things as you did. And so, yeah, no worries. No worries. (laughs) That's what happens when King Muse writes the the thing I edited for time. Gotcha. so on to Eamon Ho. I am loving him in this role. I've, I'm a huge fan of most of his characters. Um, it's been very rare 
that I haven't enjoyed one of his dramas. I think Airs is one of the few exceptions. Um, and so I was excited to see what he was going to bring. And I'm excited that it's something completely different because usually we get your typical jerk who needs to find love to not be a jerk. But this time he's just a good guy. He's serious but swoony and very put together. And I really, 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 really love his character. And it might become at least tied with City Hunter for my favorite character of his of all time. So that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing a really great job as the king. I love that he's like so geeky. That's probably my absolute favorite part of this is just that, you know, he rationalizes everything and then he uses his mathematical mind to try to like understand the world. And I just think that that's really hot. So <laughs> sorry. But... <laughs> I love that he's this just geeky king. So I think it's a good role for him. And of course, I loved him in City Hunter, but we also had a similar, like he was that computer mastermind, um, which I really enjoyed as well. So I like him as a geek. Um, I am really enjoying him as... Um and this character that I think is becoming a little bit more popular, which makes me very happy. Like you were saying that just a good guy, like upstanding. He doesn't demean the girl. He doesn't need anybody. You know, everybody loves him on his world side. And even when he comes to the other world, he's not treating anybody um, horribly or anything. He's just interacting with people and just nice to everybody. And it's kind of refreshing to see him, um, be confident but not be a jerk so I am completely enjoying him in this role eh, I guess he's doing okay <laughs> it, it really what's the use in having him be such an awesome character and playing this role to perfection if we're not even going to get a flash of abs <laughs> There have been I no mean, abs up to this point. No Dohuan no abs. abs. No Ibenho abs. No. No. Come and hug me, you know, abs. <laughs> like. and, 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 you know, he's killing this role. But he would really be spectacular if they would flash, you know, some abs. <laughs> I'm not asking for much. And we've gotten his collarbone, which is yeah. beautiful. I mean, he really yeah. does display that to perfection. Yeah. So I don't understand why we can't get an angsty shower scene. Like, come on. Dude, I, I'm not asking for much. I do it all the time. <laughs> and as a king, he probably has a really nice shower. Just <laughs> we could get some product. He here. likes like, his robes. He's always in robes. So we I don't know. We do a pool. I mean, you know, he's got a swing pool at that palace, surely. <laughs> He was in You're the water. Right. Pool scene would be great. <laughs> I'm not asking for much. I just want some abs. Throw me some abs. With Udo Juan as well. Mm -hmm. I'd like them to maybe they can swim together. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't understand why we can't have all the guys. <laughs> <laughs> Shower scene something. Yeah. <laughs> can't they do like some kind of martial arts where they have to strip down to the waist? Yeah, or they all go to the Jim Chabong, or like they, you know, I mean, I, have to go to the sauna together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I think that that would really help the plot too. I think that I think that his acting has really shown that he, he can, needs to he show can, his abs. He needs to show his abs. He can hold his own with his acting. So give us a little bit of, you know, little abs there. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's move on to um, uh, Jum Tae the main lead, female lead. And do we think that she is working as a uh, as our main character? Do we like her? Do we have any negatives? Um, as I look at her, I think that I really like how she is. Um, she's intelligent. She is able to hold her own, and. Well, I guess I really like just, like, her style. Like, she's got this nice, like, 
she's not overly peppy and like the candy girl kind of vibe that we used to get in dramas. Um, so, but she's kind of sassy um, and she's fun and she could kick butt. And I really like that about her. So I always really like a girl that is believable when they're playing a cop because sometimes you get these girls that are maybe like 80 pounds and they're supposedly throwing all of these people all around and, you know, roughing them up. And it's not always the most believable thing, but I feel that she is really doing a really great job at coming across as a very confident policewoman. And I really appreciate that they aren't just making her job like like a throwaway concept that they're really having her be involved in investigating and taking down criminals and all this on top of wooing the king. So she's not just the person there that's the girl that's going to get this pretty boy. She's definitely has her own strengths and her own layers and it has nothing to do with him as an identity. And so I'm really enjoying that aspect of the show. So I um, had to quickly finish episode seven before this podcast. And one of the quieter scenes is where she's sitting next to the king and they're t discussing like the um, the other the recording that is telling the the kingdom of Korea's news. And um, I just loved how uh a team like I loved how even though he's the king and she has been to his world and she knows he's the king and everything but I loved their teamwork and like that they're going to work together and uh, um how comfortable she is with him like I mean he's just kind of uh not otherworldly but again she's been there she's seen that he's a king and she that like I like that they just feel like equals and even in, in in their acting like the actress herself I really like her and I like how comfortable they feel but also they have this underlying um chemistry that I like too so I think that she may I, I don't even know if, if I should even say this but she may be one of my favorite heroines just because right now her character is so competent and strong and you guys intelligence is sexy it is super um whenever you're watching the the hero and the heroine together and they can hold a conversation and they're figuring out the pieces of the puzzle, it helps that they're smart and they're communicating because communication is cool. And I love her style. I love that outfit that she had on the 70s outfit when she got out of the car um, and all her jackets. I want all of her jackets. Um, but I really like how this character is being portrayed because she's not the typical Keystone cop and I'm saying pretty much what everybody else has already said, but it really is keeping my interest because she's very well written. So I'm going to be, I'm not going to say that I don't like her because I do. I love that she can kick butt and that she does on a regular basis. And I love that she's intelligent. I love that she's a, a detective that can hold her own especially a female detective in an office full of detectives, they obviously respect her. The only thing that's bugging me is that when she's called upon to show something other than being intelligent or kick butt, I feel like she's kind of flat. Like when she's teasing somebody, it takes me a second to realize that she's teasing them. And maybe she's just being dry and I'm just not picking up on it. Or when she's, um, like when she's tearing up and she's being affectionate again, it's just, it's not quite connecting with me. And that's the only thing that's bothering me. The rest of it, I love her character, but that, that little disconnect there when she's showing something else, something a little more vulnerable, it's, it's nagging at me. So hopefully it goes away soon. So we, at the very first episode one, we are introduced to the bad guy. He murders his brother, well, I guess it was a half-brother, possibly. And then he's about to murder his nephew, our king, when he's stopped by a mysterious person 
who we don't know who it is yet. It's all very mysterious, but it sure looked like Eamon Ho. Um, so the question is the bad guy. Is he stacking up? Is his evil plan effective or over the top? What do we think his evil plan is? Um, I'm assuming at this point that he's substituting key important figures with their doppelgangers over in the second world. Um, or at least that's what it seems like is happening. So I kind of like that concept. It's an interesting way for him to be plotting in the background that doesn't just have him looming around rubbing his hands evilly, I guess is a good way. So it's interesting. Yeah, I think um, a lot of stuff surrounding him from I ch I've been trying to stay away from Twitter too much just because the uh, the opinions of the show are very like opposite. They either people either are loving it or they they don't like it. So I've kind of stayed away, but I have seen some people frustrated with just the progression of the bad guy and like what is his plan? Why does it, it why is it still so mysterious when we're this far along? But I do think that I'm in agreement with Camus where I think that he's I mean he's obviously and I'm but I'm not sure which side I haven't quite figured out which side he's placing people on like I first I thought he was placing people on the kingdom side but now I'm wondering if he's placing people over in Korea like the Republic like I don't know like what exactly his end game because at first I thought it was like he was going to take over the kingdom but now that he found the other world baby he's like I can be the king in this world and rule or something I don't know he is well, Go ahead. I want to know what the heck is up with his never aging too Right. Yeah. Cause he's you know, obviously explained. Well, maybe it's the lightning scar thingy that the King has started experiencing. That could be why he's not aging. Like it's a, an effect of going back and forth and the King hasn't been going back and forth enough to know what that is. But I do think that around the bad guy and knowing which world he's in can sometimes be a little bit confusing, but I still think he's a really hot bad guy and <laughs> <Very hot. laughs> and I do like watching it and they are focusing in on um, Popsicle Cop the last couple episodes. He's got something in mind with him. Can't quite figure out if he's his own doppelganger right now because that some of the things that happened in this last episode made me think, oh my gosh, did he get switched out when he was a little kid? So I don't mm -hmm. know exactly what his part in the plot is. But I do think, I mean, we're, we really are only at episode seven, which I know is still far along, but like you don't want to know the bad guy's plan completely. So I think it's doing okay in the progression of that. So I love a good conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's the whole idea of there can, there can be only one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it matters which side. Um, but it could. And it could have something to do with combining the two worlds. I mean, that's always, whenever you have two different worlds like that, that's always a possibility. And it could be that he wants to, that he, that's why he doesn't age. That's why um, the king is literally splitting apart going back in between the two worlds. I don't see it as like a tree as like lightning on him. I see it as he's trying to, it's like splitting. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but I'm interested. And I think that that in itself is effective. And he's definitely, from what I can tell, he's definitely putting people in places of power on both sides. It's almost okay. like he's hedging his bets. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, and so, and he's, I mean, he's creepy just in his utter ruthlessness. Like, he does not care how many bodies he leaves behind him. And he doesn't care the age. He doesn't care at all. And to me, that's effective enough as an evil plan because he will just, he'll do anything. And there's not, there's no predicting what he will do. Like, there's no appealing to his humanity. There's nothing. So to me, he's the creepiest kind of villain and his evil plan already scares me because I can tell that there's no limits for this guy. Yeah, I think for me, he really comes across as one of the more chilling evil villains in a Korean drama. Mm -hmm. He, to me, is not over the top, like cartoonish. He is just 
diabolical and scheming and ruthless. And that idea that he just doesn't have any kind of boundaries um, is kind of frightening when you think about it. Like, And he's just, I mean, look at all the people he's murdered and even like arranging for those kids that um, were making fun of the woman's son. And then he, he basically said to her, you know, listen later. Um, and she found out that they'd been um, hit by a car or whatever to um, like just that kind of thing. Oh, my gosh. He's evil. Mm-hmm. All right. So next we're going to discuss the gate between the two worlds. What's our favorite moments that happen because of this world hopping? I think we're going to discuss my favorite moment later on. Yeah. We are. It's under my discussion, too. So I won't go into that one because that's my favorite so far. But um, I think part of my favorite has just been the initial. I love a fish out of water story, and especially if it's done well. And I think my favorite part has was the original, like him coming into the other world and being insisting that he was a king and not trying to hide it or anything and just kind of going around kingly and having to deal with everybody and having to deal with her and all that kind of stuff. So I really loved that part of it as my second favorite. We'll talk about the other one later. (laughs) So I'm on the opposite side of that. I love when she goes into his world Mm. and everyone knows who she is. Mm -hmm. All of his people are like, is that her? Is she real? Um, I almost expected him to poke her um, <laughs> or pinch her or something to see if she was real. I love that whole, um, you know, the the idea that he's carried around the the name tag for all this time and no one thought it was real. They just, I don't know where they thought it came from, but they didn't think this was a real person. And then the real person shows up. So I really liked that the same moment that um, C.L. Keto was talking about, but I really enjoyed that, that just that whole, how confident he was bringing her to his world. Like there was no like CC, you know, but he just sat there and enjoyed her bewilderment a little bit and it wasn't over the top. So I really like that. I like how confident he is going back and forth. I do. I do too. And I like how open they are. Like they're not, they're not trying to hide it from the individual people involved. They aren't trying to keep any secrets. They're trying to hide it from the general populace, but not the individual people. And I like that there's not this layer of deceit over everything or trying to maintain a fiction. I also like that time stops when he crosses over because it's interesting to see how he and the traitor kind of look at it and now they know that the other one is passing and I'm just, I'm interested to see how that will play out towards the end of the drama. Well, I think my favorite part is probably what drama geek wants to talk about later. (laughs) (laughs) It was Um, the best, absolute best. (laughs) So, you know, I'll just talk about it later. I'll wait and we'll talk about that later. Okay. But I actually did like the scene where they're on the horse and he, their, their faces are so close. There was major romantic chemistry mm, yes. um, during that one crossover. That was lovely. And then we fade to black because that's how we end every, every episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So are we ready to talk about the kingdom of Korea versus the Republic of South Korea? What are the biggest differences? What works and what doesn't? Um, the biggest differences is we have a king and <laughs> a prime minister. And I'm, I'm not a really good one on this. One. <laughs> but what works for me is I like how they have... Um, the king with the prime minister, I like that dynamic. I like how she's all up in his business. Um, so even if he is the king, there's there are checks and balances associated with that. Um, on the other side, I 
I think that it's the Korea that we're most familiar with. So it is interesting to see that she is in um, a higher position um, than I usually see a female cop, though. Um, a lot of times uh, you see them more as rookies or whatnot, and that's, that's really the biggest differences that I see at the moment. I'm sure somebody else will have something, and I'll be like, oh! Well, and I like that in the, the Kingdom of Korea that it's unified and just... You know, there's the northern region and the southern region, but there's free, you know, there's free interchange. There's no border. And I like how they're picturing that, that it's just, it's not even worth commenting on it because, of course, they're unified. Why wouldn't they be? And also, it was kind of interesting in episode seven, they implied that Donald Trump is not the president in that world. <laughs> <laughs> she rolled her eyes and was like, oh, fake news. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> I loved that. So, um... I don't know anything about what works or what doesn't. I'm just, I like the differences and how naturally they're handling them. So I've seen a lot of people bring up some of the inaccuracies. There was something where like even his crown was from Shila dynasty or, or reminiscent of the Shila dynasty. And they were trying to um, just, people were bringing up a lot of like um, historical inaccuracies. Now, it's fiction, mm. um, but what's interesting is that the Kingdom of Korea is sort of how you might imagine a Korea um, if history had taken a different path. And I think that for me, that's one of the most fascinating things is that I thought it was a very, very bold move on their part to have such animosity with Japan mm -hmm. as a focus in this drama. Um, the fact that they, you know, almost went to war in the drama and um, all these kinds of things, uh, just given everything politically, I just thought that that was a really interesting choice, especially because it's an Imenho drama, so it probably is widely watched. Um, so that was that's just interesting to me, um, and that juxtaposition of, you know, here's what a Korea could be. Uh, if it had followed this path, and here is the Republic of South Korea if we follow this path. And I I just, I find that as somebody who's, you know, geeky about history, that I just find that kind of really interesting. Um, some of those little inconsistencies that they're talking about, I don't think that that's such a big deal because um, who's to say that, that in this pathway that he couldn't have a, a crown that came from Shula dynasty and we don't know all of the changes that have been made so um, anyway it's working for me because I, re I really enjoy seeing how the different pathways are happening okay I'm enjoying it I'm not letting it get to me but it kind of bugs me how they've established that all of the characters in both worlds exist but they're different names they're different lives they're not the same person um but then you have like oh yeah all the main characters are the same like historically and this is it's during this reign that things shifted or these famous people like trump and such and such are still existing and their names are trump and but and it's not just trump but it's like a lot of people like they mention Einstein they mention this that all kinds of little things and that kind of bugs me that if you're going to have all the main characters be different then you should just have it be different like you shouldn't try to put in pop culture references that somehow are understood um, that kind of bugged me but other than that I'm good I saw people focusing on the horse and the little pony that they, the, the little miniature horse that they had to use to, so people would understand that white, it was a white horse. Anyway, I think that, because <laughs> I guess ponies are never white. They can't be white until they're older, so you can't have a white pony or something. I don't know. So again, there's lots of people picking certain things apart, 
But I, I think that, you know, some part of it is fantasy. I think that some of it is just for time purposes. Cause if you're going to mention somebody, if they're, they were a name of somebody else in that history, it would, you'd have to give all sorts of references so that we'd understand that they were still talking about Einstein. So I kind of get that. I think my biggest thing about the world is, um, the, uh, prime minister. I just really wish she wasn't trying to to bag the king like I just like I I really wish she wasn't trying to be the queen you know what I mean like she's prime minister she's actually really good at her job and she was very like stood her ground when it came to Japan I find I also like K-Drama Jen find it very interesting that aspect of it um but that when Japan was attacking and stuff she was right there along with the king and was doing her job well and you know but I just wish she wasn't trying I mean I get it it's even ho so of course you know but she's a beautiful intelligent woman and I just kind of wish she was like the prime minister but she is second lead girl so you know I guess yeah, you gotta have a little bit of it that <laughs> I don't know I was hoping for like a goblin or some of the other ones or like descendants of the sun where there wasn't a second lead woman that was trying to get that like they would have their own, she would have her own relationship or whatever, but it's okay. She does not. <laughs> no, no, she wants the king. Uh, yeah. That I want the me. king. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I get it. I'm totally confused about the white pony comment. Like, oh. so I'm just <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I don't even know what I'm talking about. I look I saw <laughs> and they there were people like really pulling apart the whole cuz they show uh what is it Maximus as a pony but they had to use a little white shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As a baby horse, but they had to use Right. So they had to use one of the miniature horses, because I guess when they are baby horses, they don't, they aren't white. So they had to use a, cause, and I remember commenting when we were all watching together, I'm like, that is not a baby horse. That is a full grown, like miniature horse. Cause the little, the little legs, but you know, you do what you got to do to make people understand that that was Maximus as a baby. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm oh. sure I've seen a white baby horse, though. I, I'm have to I know. Me, I, I'm sorry. No, I brought it up when I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Other people commenting. There are. I've had one. I don't know. Uh, that also reminds me in episode seven, um, when China is visiting, just circling back to the whole mm. conversation with Japan, because mm -hmm. it's over that Chinese fishing boat. And so then they yes. grant all the citizens of Korea free access to every one of their cities. No visa required. Was it all of them or was it a killed. certain amount? I thought it was, it was like a certain a, amount. A, a certain amount. Yeah. But it was a large amount. Yeah. So. It was 661. But that was the, to me, that was the implication that that was all of them. Maybe not. But just yeah. it gave me chills because, you know, the China that we know, that would never happen. I was just like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. So. Anyway, we could go on about this for a while. <laughs> Double the dope wand. <laughs> How are we liking his two characters? Yes, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think it's fantastic. He's doing such a good job. In fact, I had to bite my tongue because I'm watching with my daughter. And I had to keep biting my tongue, not pointing out that Look how good he is. Look at good. He, he's totally two different people. I wanted to actually watch the drama and not interrupt the experience. But, wow, he's been amazing. And I love both of his characters. I a hundred thousand like totally totally agree guarantee I said but no agree <laughs> I think he is double the fun we have that kind of Satori like uh, Busan boy and then we have the very like staid sophisticated uh, no nonsense um, from the kingdom of Korea Dohwan and oh I love them both and the two of them interacting together is probably my favorite thing that's happened in the drama. K-Muse? <laughs> um, I'm really enjoying it. He's such a good actor, and he can very realistically play two characters that don't feel 
forced, and so I'm really enjoying it. I think it's definitely um, more in his wheelhouse than maybe if we had two Eamon Ho's. I love Eamon Ho, but I'm not sure he has the acting chops to play two distinct characters. And so I'm liking it that we're getting that aspect of the two worlds with Do Juan. So I'm really enjoying that. I was very curious if he was, because I mean, in all the ones that I've seen, like, so Save Me, and then the two in the middle of like Mad Dog, he had some comedic stuff in there, but, and then he definitely in the one he was in with Joy, there wasn't a lot of comedy in that. And then, um, My Country, there wasn't, so this one is is the first time I think he's really like pushed his boundaries and been like that super comedic and I'm just cracking up. I love his, his other side and I, I love, um, Eamon Ho's dual like bromance with both of them cause he's different with each one. And, um, and also the jealousy that has, is going to blossom out of how he treats both of them. That, that, that's something I'm looking forward to, but I, I love, uh, him in this super funny and I love his, uh, more serious character too. So can I just say that we have two of them, right? Mm. So there's either a six pack or maybe an eight pack. There. <laughs> so it could be 12 yeah. or 16. I mean, you know, there, there could be a lot of abs hiding there. <laughs> Just go and watch my country, which I know you don't want to watch, but I have oh, sent you clips of the first that. episode. The, this, the first clips. episode with him and his bromance in that one. That was that was epic. And then the wound scene where he's ban- like, you know, he's all yeah. bloody on his shoulder or whatever. He's walking out the fire, abs blazing. He, yes. So <laughs> clips of my country go yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> But in all seriousness, I laughed so hard at the two meeting. Mm. I I think that there's serious talent there that he is able to play these characters that are such opposite ends of the spectrum. And I like them as different characters. Like, and I, and I want them to become this ragtag team of twin fighting machines. Um, <laughs> I've got a whole th- a whole thought process theory plot. Somebody just let me run with it, and and the world would be a better place. Mm. But I'm really enjoying it. I think he is killing it. See, Alkita is creating her own drama <laughs> in her head canon. Have, uh, the twin Dohuans with their major six pack abs uh, showing off. To yes, yeah. okay. So besides the abs, let's talk about favorite side characters. Um, so for me, does Do Juan count or is he more a main character? I would say we're talking about him elsewhere, so I'd call him main character. Yeah, okay. he got to be, he, you know, he goes to the interview thingy, so I think he's considered a main character. Then <laughs> my favorite side character is the court lady. Because I just adore her. I love this actress. I love how she uh, just takes care of the king. And uh, she's just got spunk. I absolutely adore her. So she's my favorite. Okay. K-drama Jen likes stealing my peoples. But... um, (laughs) Mine too. um, I am going to pick, though, uh, the... Which it took until these last couple episodes for me to like her this much. But the... um, The... The coffee shop owner who was all who's also on the other side so i i think i have to think i mean they're two separate people but they're pretty similar and i like both of them probably equally so on the um, kingdom side she was the one who's a fangirl of do juan which of course who wouldn't be but then ends up getting into the white house and is a lady knows right hand person right now and then on the other side she's the uh, building owner tea person and all that kind of stuff. She just got her hair cut. I just like, I really like enjoy her and I hope that they will go somewhere with a little bit of a side romance for our serious uh, guard. 
unbreakable sword, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> well, I am all about Shinjay. I love this guy. I, I really liked him in Come and Hug Me. And I still keep calling him Hyunmu. Um, <laughs> but, but I really like his character. I love the popsicles. The whole fact that he's always got a popsicle. Um, he's got a backstory. And I really want to know more about what's going on with him. Um, there's something there. And he's going to be... I don't know if he's going to turn bad. Or I, I just I don't think so. But I love the fact that his character is so conflicted and it could be something that moves the plot along and I like that they've got that in their pocket. He's definitely very layered and yeah, he'll be interesting. Okay, Muse, did you get a chance? I'm fine. You guys have already answered mine, so I was going to let it go. Yeah, I, I totally like, jumped in your spot. I'm sorry, because I read the one below it that said Drama Geek Seal Kita Makte and Kedra. I'm sorry. Um so yeah, y'all took my favorite side character, so I'm just gonna have to say I like the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Maximus oh. the girl horse. So on that note, <laughs> talk about the Prime Minister who's our second lead girl. Is she strong? Is she witchy? Or is she both? Um, I personally, once she started doing power moves that were kind of ethically wrong in order to kind of... I'm not even sure if it's force him into our relationship, but, I mean, she was pretty aggressive in that whole thing. And, you know... I don't know. She's a little, maybe 70% witchy and 70% strong. I don't know. She's, she's something. She's an experience. I think I already <laughs> with nice shoes. With ni oh, nice shoes. I love her shoes. But I think I already spoke my piece about her earlier, so I'll let Siokita. All right. Well, I love her. <laughs> I, I love the fact that she is written as strong and you don't like her but we do like her she has all the character traits of a strong leader we may not like the character traits but she's got them and she does things her own way they want her to put on a pantsuit for a power suit no she's gonna dress how she wants to dress and I like her and I think that she is going after him. He's hot. And that's the next step up in her career plan. And it makes sense. So I, I, I have a hard time hating on her because I think that, um, I think she's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> and I'm divided on her. She definitely seems to be... I mean, she's prime minister for a reason. She will do what it takes to keep her country strong and safe. And so I can respect that. I can respect her patriotism and what got her to be prime minister in the first place. But I don't like her underhanded moves when it comes to the king, to stalking him, to getting his attention and just manipulating him. And so if I were to separate her personal and her political personas... I like her political persona. I like that she's a strong woman who is confident in her femininity in a male-dominated world. But as a her personal persona, I, I don't like that at all. So I really like her. I think, first of all, I have major shoe envy. I love her shoes and I love her fashion. That's one side. But I love that she is a really strong woman in a very male-dominated environment and I love that she is true to herself and true to who she is as a woman she's not sacrificing her femininity um, in order to be strong and I really like that pieces of it it concerns me that like I feel like if she was if you took away the, the fact that she's after the lead boy here that I think more people would like her because she's got all of those traits that 
I think are very appealing in a strong female character. Um, so I'm waiting though to see does she go too far the other direction and and you know make me f change my mind. But right now I just find her a really compelling character because I can see what drives her, and I think it's a really it's interesting because you have the king who was born into his role, and then you have her who came from very little and worked her way up. And I think that that's a really interesting, it, it really adds a dynamic to this story that I really appreciate. And I agree with you on that very much. So it'll be interesting to see if her doppelganger, because they showed her reflection of her doppelganger in this last episode. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if she shows up soon. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is the romance working for us? And I can say that I um, love their comfortableness, but just like that one scene that K-Drama Jen was pointing out where they were on the horse together, that was super sexy. And then they're, um, I don't we rewatch things very often, but I rewatched the whole like how he got into her room after Lady No put him like really far away. And then he snuck into her room and that whole scene where he's in his robe, talk, them talking to each other and even the kiss which I feel like her response was pretty understandable um, to it. I thought I liked all of it. So I am super into the romance. You have to know that he has looked at her picture multiple times a day for many, many years. And now he's laid eyes on her. And she's all he's been able to think about. How do you not fall for someone who looks at you that way? I, I mean, it's the, the romance is so good to me because he's hot. He's a king and he's crazy. As I say, he's cheesy. He's very cheesy sometimes, but... <laughs> But he pulls but, it off because he's a freaking king. Exactly. You know, as a king, you can be a little cheesy. <laughs> but he's so human. He is. He is. Like equal parts. This this king who who rules his his nation well, and this total cheese ball. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's it's he's really the whole package. And when they're together, they have great chemistry. I am totally loving the chemistry between the two of them because their mannerisms toward each other just make it believable. They're not holding themselves far apart as they interact. It's very comfortable. It's very easy. And body language sells it for me. Yeah, I have to agree. Their chemistry is just off the charts. And I love, we mentioned it before, that they just treat each other as equals, mm -hmm. which obviously he adores, like, <laughs> which is his unbreakable sword and he's like yes, they treat me like this I like it bye <laughs> so I just I love that they're on the same footing in her world and I love that they respect each other and their intelligence and yeah like I said that chemistry that is something else and I feel like they have chemistry but I'm starting to get to the point where I kind of want a little something more because I feel like we get a lot of these like we talked about before, these ending scenes where they're looking at each other passionately or they're, you know, thinking about each other longingly or whatever. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm like Sialkita, like, can we just have some abs here? <laughs> because, uh, no. but like, I just feel like, uh, I don't know, I'm ready. I feel like there, there's chemistry, there's potential, but I'm not seeing it come to fruition yet. And it's making me a little frustrated personally. Uh, one of the things that I enjoyed about the relationship is that they're playing it very realistically. He's being very open and front that he's not always going to be able to come back at a moment's notice and spend all this time with her because he does have big responsibilities. And, you know, so he's laying it all out there saying, you know, I really want to be with you. I want to be in this relationship, but this is what we're going to be dealing with. And I think so often in dramas that you just ignore the reality and the and there's no way to ignore the responsibility that he has to his country. 
Um, so she's always going to be not second, but she's not going to be always the first priority. And I'd like that they set that straight out there. Um, so it doesn't feel like either of them are going in with romantic glasses on that. It's a real relationship. So I like that aspect that we got in the last episode or two. And so it's an interesting dynamic that we don't always see in dramas because usually we have the fantasy without much of the reality. And they're really trying to bring a realistic relationship into this drama. And or at least I think so. So. Well, and you make a good point because he's got to put his kingdom first. And she says, too, that she will put citizens first. So yep. I think they both understand the responsibility of the occupations that they have. We have a lot of foreshadowing. We've talked a little bit about, you know, what side is our evil guy trying to fill up with his people? And the fact of the matter is that we're getting to the point where it's almost like only one version of everyone can survive, um, which makes you wonder, are they going to combine one world? What are they doing here? But it feels like everyone has, you know, the the yin and the yang. Is that how you say it? Where you have, like, one side is the serious go-getter, and then the other side is the total goofball. Um, I really noticed this in the last episode that we watched whenever you had um, the evil guy had replaced this mobster's father with um, one of his people from the other side and the mobster's like, I just want to take over and blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, you will take over. And he looks at um, the the henchman and he's like, your real son will. And then you've got this shy, trembling guy in the back that is the doppelganger and they kill the strong person. So it's I don't know if it's survival of the fittest. I don't know what they're doing here. I'm really intrigued, though. Well, and I think the idea of only one version of everyone can survive, I think that's more of, you know, Elin, the traitorous uncle. I think that's kind of his vision of things. But I don't think that necessarily has to be the end result. But I, otherwise, because I know Coffee Girl brings it up. You know, if I saw my doppelganger, I'd have to kill her because otherwise what's the point of having two of us and that's a very fatalistic view I don't like that yeah I don't know I mean I think that that's just one possibility like that she did bring like that's sort of what got us thinking this but um, I don't think that that has to be a, a definite um, but I'm interested to see where they take it in my opinion, I think this is by far the weakest story arc of the drama. Um, it made me kind of cranky, and I don't like it. So <laughs> I'm going to, I assume they'll fix it however they end up fixing it. Maybe it'll be half-assed or not. I don't know. Um, I'm not thrilled with the story arc at all. So that's my thought. <laughs> My prediction, and you guys know I love making predictions and driving my family crazy, but my prediction is that they, they, it's not that one person has to exist or not, but I do feel like they, the worlds have to exist separately. And so I think there will have to be a way that they close the door and nobody's allowed to go to the other side anymore. They have to separate them out and they can't keep because I think they're like breaking down the gap between the two worlds and they have to stop that. And he started it 26 years ago. And now that they're both going back and forth, I have a feeling it'll just keep up. I, I think that the characters continue to see their other selves. Cause like, I think it was the first episode where, uh, the, the lead girl, she saw Luna in the back seat just for a flash it was in the it was in the rearview mirror and i think that each mm -hmm. character keeps seeing like the prime minister saw her other self in the the reflection i think that the world is kind of breaking down and they're gonna have to um close that gap destroy the flute of travel time travel and whatever it is 
And of course, somebody before all that happens, somebody has to go back in time, I guess, and save little Egong from his uncle or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see how they do all of that. But that's that's my prediction. So the next topic I am actually going to hand over to K-Drama Jen because she did not answer this. And I think it should be hers to introduce. So go for it, K-Drama Jen. It is when the Dohuans, which we, I don't even, what's his real name? <laughs> Young, it's uh, Captain uh, Joe, right? Don't... J, J, J Sup? Yeah, and, yeah, something uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, okay, so when the two Dohuans meet, and was it all we were hoping for? And can I just say, it was... I love that they have like automatic rivalry <laughs> for the king's affection. I love that they are um, that you can just see how very different they are and how they just clash. Um, it's fabulous. It just and when my favorite favorite part was when uh, he said something about um, he stopped and he was like, oh. Yes, that handsome. <laughs> That's and my then, favorite part. Right? And then the captain's like, you did it. I did not know. People but must have told you all the time, right? <laughs> I love it so much. It was brilliant. Uh, it was absolutely all I was hoping for. I love the potential. Like, I seriously, probably my favorite scene so far in the drama of them meeting, their interaction with each other and everything but the potential that I love is the one guy being able to see like oh I could be cool and confident and I'm you know super handsome and all that stuff but then also that with a different that you know because the the guard's parents divorced and he obviously I mean, he was such a super happy kid and I think it's even from the very beginning a lot of people were like what happened to him why is he so like serious all the time when the king isn't that serious and they kind of swaps swap places a little bit and it'll be interesting to see if the other one rubs off on it on him a little bit and if he gets to kind of enjoy like those aren't his real twin siblings but I could totally see them like jumping on him and him being like okay stop touching me I don't know what's going on here but loving it in the end so that's what I'm like yeah I really liked how they were trying to like figure out how they were both going to exist in the same world and they get times. And then one guy's like, well, I want all the time. And, you know, it was just really cute and just so, so goofy. It was a nice break in between all of the more serious aspects of the show. And it was probably one of my favorite moments so far. And as I said before, I loved it. Like I just about bit a hole through through my tongue tried not to exclaim over it the entire time they were on screen but yes it was great and it was filmed so well and I just and when he faints when he finds out that military <laughs> service is not compulsory and you're still serving what is your problem <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> very funny it's just so fun it's just so fun I mean the you really feel like like eventually they're not going to be interchangeable, but I, I want to see them be interchangeable. I want to see them go to each other's world and, and just see things from a different point of view. Um, but I really liked the whole, you don't have siblings. And he's like really feeling sorry for the other one because he doesn't have siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's perspective. It shows you how if our timeline doesn't have certain monumental things happen, how different our lives could be. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And I think that's part of this whole drama, right? It's this yeah. idea that, I mean, even like the historical timeline or personal events, you know, that's been really interesting to me. What I really want to see, though, is I want them to have to trade places and have to act like one another because I think it would be really fun to watch Do Juan try to be the serious guy trying to be silly and mm-hmm. just to see how yeah. he pulls that off. Abs. I just want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how do we think Luna will play into the narrative? 
I've been thinking about this with uh, CL Keto pointing out that they tend to be yin and yang on each other's worlds because obviously Luna is very much a criminal and then um, Tail is not. She's mm -hmm. a detective. But I think, I'm kind of wondering if their core personalities will be similar, you know, loyalty to the king, something like that. So I don't know. I have a feeling maybe she'll undermine things or maybe she'll side with the prime minister and and make things difficult. I'm not sure, but she, she's going to be an interesting addition to the narrative, I think. So I've always been a really big fan of this actress that plays the Luna and the main girl. Um, she's very talented. She started off in movies more than dramas and kind of proved that she can play these darker characters. If anyone's ever seen Coin Locker Girl, um, she was amazing in that and a very darker character. Definitely, uh, definitely way farther away from anything in dramas that she's played. And I really like that she's accepting these roles where she does have to stretch herself. It's not an easy, throwaway, fluffy romance that doesn't involve any acting beyond just being pretty and being, you know, the love interest. And so I really like that we get uh, two versions of her character that are so different so we can really see her acting abilities come out. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think that um, I've been trying to figure out in my head, like, okay, so what role is Luna going to play in this? And trying to think, like, early on, she was wearing the rabbit costume or whatever, the hoodie that looks like a rabbit. And that's what prompted everybody to, you know, uh, Imin Ho to chase after her. And we keep seeing her show up in places. So I'm wondering if she's already planted there. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how this all works um, and what what exactly she's going to end up doing. So I don't have answers yet, but I am really, really intrigued by the actress and just immediately like when she came out of jail, how her, it felt like a different person, even though, you know, it's the same actress. So I thought she did a really amazing job with it. Um, so I'm interested just like Kimi is to see more. I'm going to build on that before we had the the crossing over to the other worlds. She was totally underground. Um, yes, she owed money to loan sharks, but they couldn't find her. They couldn't get her. She knew where she knows where the security cameras are. She's off the grid. Um, I'm not sure how much a part of the grid she is, or if she's off the grid because of the loan sharks. There's some reason why we have one that's on the straight and narrow and one that's not, and maybe that's how she survived up until now. Her fingerprints didn't even show up until later on. So um, I think that she was a, you know, the crossing over was a catalyst for her becoming a real person. As if that makes any kind of sense. <laughs> She's a real girl now. <laughs> it's that whole Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, thing, yeah. You know, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. It's all Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna yeah. say let's talk about her next time because I don't like they've they've. They're so vague about her so far. I have no earthly idea how she's going to play into the bigger picture because she could play into the bad guy's side or she could help the king. I don't know. I don't know. She's very mysterious so far, but I'm excited to see where they go with her character. I'm going to do final thoughts now. Uh, sorry. <laughs> It's one of those <laughs> I know, I know. We're all kind of a little so, off today. but thoughts, I'm excited. I hope we get a little bit more action maybe mm -hmm. because Eamon Ho running or kicking butt or doing whatnot is always really attractive. Not to mention all of our other pretty eye candy who could also do a good action scene. So we need more action scenes and more abs. That's my final <laughs> thought. And yeah. So I think that my final thoughts are it needs to warm up 
because they need to not be wearing so many layers. <laughs> um, it, they just look cold. I mean, everybody's wearing the turtleneck and the, the jackets and, you know, we, we, in order to have abs, we need it to be warmer. Um, and I'm curious about, you know, what they're going to do next. And I'm excited. And I really want to see the sibling relationship between the two duans. Um, can, can we get like a little fetus snuggle scene or something? I mean, you know, I'm, I, I just want to see, I just want to see some love because I feel so bad, you know, thinking about how one has had all the love and it looks like one has just, you know, had the king, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you know what I'm saying? I want him to have some love. Um, I agree with Camus. I'm ready for some more action when it comes to both the physical action of kicking and, and fighting, but also with the couple and Smooches. really want <laughs> where she's engaged this time and just a really push moving forward on the plot. I'm like looking forward to this push into the, to the next part of the drama. So that's my final thought. Yeah, I agree. I think we need, um, excuse me. I need it to move a little faster, honestly. Like, I feel like we're kind of dragging a little bit at this point. We're in episode seven. It's time to, like, you know, we've got the bad guy, like, eliminating people here and there. And I need the plot to move along. And apps. <laughs> and the shower scene would be really helpful. <laughs> I kind of wonder because we're at episode eight tonight, which means it's the halfway point and that's usually the point of the dramatic reveal or some kind of unveiling. And so I'm interested, the writing and the acting and the story are just, they're strong enough now that I'm confident that we're going to end up with a good drama on our hands once it's completed. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. So thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. If there's a specific actor or theme that you'd like us to discuss, then let us know. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.